0: Oh, hello, and welcome to Authentic Big
1: I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Ender Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow.
0: And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing them. Tonight we have Shadows on the Ice by Bandon CP, which I guess stands for Creepypasta. So Bandon Creepypasta? No idea. Yeah. Uh, the author's uh, like actual name is Frank Phillips. Uh, they're on Wiki. They have a huge selection of stories, as I discovered when I looked up their name mm-hmm. or their account. Um, in fact, this is actually part of a... I don't know if it's a series of, like, connected... Of, like continuity-wise stories, but, like, they're they're just set in, like, the same universe kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we might do them in the future, but, like, that's gonna be basically a journey uh, in and of itself, kind of like the uh, In Torment series was. Mm -hmm. So, which we still haven't finished. Anyway. um, Worker Falls. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Shadows on the Ice. Um, However, I'm not doing
2: the rundown. Gamer in Yellow is doing the rundown. Because he (laughs) asked (laughs) me to, and I foolishly said yes. Take it
0: away, (laughs) sir.
2: Alright, so... Uh, the story starts with um, the narrator, whose name is Tuck, which I'm assuming is short for Tucker. Yeah, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> yeah, um, saying that 16, ago, 16 days ago, uh, himself and three of his friends took a two-week vacation away from civilization. Uh, Earl is Tuck's longtime friend. They grew up together in Maysburg, Tennessee. His other two friends, Ricky and Mason, are um, are from his current town of Andree, Man- Manitoba. Canada. Canada. yeah. Oh yeah. Canada. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ricky is uh, a big guy who loves to eat. Mason is the um he's he's interested in native customs and legends, and he's the most caring of the group, it seems.
0: Yeah. The bookworm too.
2: Yes. And um but one thing that they all shared in common is they all like to hunt. Uh, So two weeks before Christmas, they get a cabin out in the middle of Saskatchewan to get away from modern life and hunt.
0: Woo, Canada! Yeah. (laughs) Another province! Our home and... Our home and creepy land! There we go. There
2: you go. Slowly building a creepypasta version of our... Much like how this
0: story slowly builds up the tension and...
2: Yes. Yeah. So the way that I have laid this out is day-by-day basis to keep it straight. Thank God. (laughs) So, day one, this is what happens. They arrive at night and they unpack. They planned to hunt uh, when they were out there, but they couldn't get a permit because they weren't residents of Saskatchewan. Uh, Mason's worried about them getting caught, but the other three all reassure him they're miles away from everyone. It doesn't matter. So um, they go to sleep, wake up, day two. They decide against hunting on the first day, first full day there. Instead, just drinking and relaxing all day. They wanted to let it all out and be as loud as they wanted. So they ended up passing out drunk in... "Quote unquote," more embarrassing positions than I would like to admit. So you can uh, assume whatever you <laughs> yeah, like. Theaters
0: of theater mind, motherfucker. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know why I added the motherfucker at the end.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It just had to be way more intense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then, day three starts. They awake and they've they find that they've eaten two days worth of food in that one day due to their drunken stupors. Ricky was the main reason. Apparently, while he was drunk, he deemed himself food Santa. Donning a Santa outfit and eating as much food as possible. That's not how Santa works. <laughs> he's drunk. Leave him alone.
1: That's <laughs>
2: fine. He's food Santa, not Santa Santa. It's different. He doesn't give gifts, he takes food. <laughs> so he's Krampus. He takes things away. Maybe. Continue. But, anyways. Um, Apparently, I decided added commentary to this rundown. That's fine. Um. So after shaking off their hangovers, they gear up and go hunting. They managed to kill four rabbits, three squirrels, and five birds in their first outing over the span of a few hours. Uh, They were doing this illegally, so they said, fuck it, we'll kill as much as we want. Mwahaha.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're we're, we're douchebags.
2: (laughs) Pretty much. And that's what happens that day. So day four. uh, They go out hunting again. Got the same number of animals, but it took them all day instead of three hours. So they were more sparse. Day five. Uh, they started getting excited about their hunting trips. Now, as on this trip, they got a little bit of small game, but they see elk tracks three miles away from the cabin. So they follow them and and come across a lone calf that's crying. Uh, Tuck tells everyone to shut up. Mason doesn't want them to kill it, but as he's bringing up this concern, Tuck shoots it in the leg and then three more times to kill it. They all laugh at the at him interrupting him. Uh, and then Ricky notices that the sky uh, has the Northern Lights all going through it. After this point, point. and the sky is blowing a deep green blue with red flickers through it, "quote unquote" like splashes of blood.
0: Which, okay, I mean, well, this is actual thought. Sorry,
2: that's fine. Uh, they so they dragged the calf back to the cabin. Uh, the walk back, walk, the walk back was fine, but uh, Tuck didn't mention that he felt like they were being watched the whole time, and he wonders if they were all thinking the same. Day six. Uh, about a mile from when they, where they shot the calf, they find a handful of large elk. Or, yes, elk. We're not elf, but it's elk. <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. sure it's not elves. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's,
0: I mean, who, who's to say what those creatures are, what the creatures actually were? I like, suppose. Yeah. Either way. Large elk. I mean, it does describe what they were, but... They're elk. Anyway, yes, they're elk. We're talking
2: about elk right now. Yes. So, um, they see all of them, and they all manage to kill one, except Mason. And um, but they only brought one of them back. They left I, the rest out there. I believe he fires and he misses. Did he fire a second time and also miss I, and then pass it in the snow and wait yes, for he the did actually,
0: He did. He did shoot a second time, but it, by that point the elk had, left, had ran off. So yeah, he missed both times. Yeah, he missed both times.
2: That's fine. <laughs> um,
0: to continue our favorite Grom joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. So uh, day seven they celebrate. ...due to the big game hunt previously. They have another day of relaxing, partying, and drinking... ...and Food Santa takes another chunk out of their food stocks again. Goddamn Food Santa. Uh, Ricky cuts down a tree and brings it in... ...so they can make a, um, a tree out of it... ...and decorate it with random shit... ...and make a start of egg curtains. Eggnog yep. curtains. And um, they sleep kind of uneasy... ...like they're eyeing the window for some reason. And then day eight... ...they all awake with no hangovers... Uh, they get back to hunting and they want to keep hunting elk. So they uh, they find them two miles away. Tuck tells Mason that he has to go first because he hasn't killed the damn thing. Or he hasn't killed one of them. I guess he's killed another shit. Uh, but Mason aims and he misses, of course. Misses every time. Uh, but um, when they all start giving him shit for him missing and scaring them off, he says, like, we've already killed three of them. We don't have to kill more. But Earl's like, well, shit, I want to kill some more. Because he's getting bloodthirsty, apparently. Yeah. But with a decent amount of daylight still, they head out to track the rest of them down. Along the paths, so they find wolf prints. And uh, Tuck excitedly asks them if they want hunt, to hunt wolves now. Mason questions this because he thinks that they're it's illegal to do so, but they completely ignore him. They don't even answer him. <laughs> and they just do it. But they follow the tracks until it gets too dark and then head back to the cabin. But they know there's wolves out there now. Mm-hmm. So day nine. This day was colder than normal. But they're gonna go out hunting anyways because that's what they do. Hour and a half into their trip, they find some small animal remains, and then stumble across a large pack of wolves fighting over a corpse on a frozen pond. Earl brings up that he can't, like he hasn't heard any howling, and the wolves aren't making any noise while they're fighting over this thing for some reason. It's very, consp- uh, very fishy. Mm-hmm. They're on a pond, so it's yes. probably a lot of fish. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fish. Um, to go with your favorite Godzilla yeah (laughs) it kind (laughs) of is it's the only Godzilla (laughs) joke really Uh, but yes as they're bickering over like the the sound of them one of the wolves perks up and looks in their direction so then they all aim and take shots all of them killing a wolf so even Mason for once while the others run off uh, Tuck killed the biggest one which is probably the alpha and they all celebrate their kills and take, take them back to the cabin back inside they cook them up or sorry, they cook up small game from the previous day. Um, but their fireplace, fireplace, fireplace is dying out and Earl offers to go go outside and get some firewood. He's out for an, half an hour before they start realizing he hasn't come back from such a simple job. Yeah. So Ricky goes out to find him. Comes back two minutes later, freaking out, asking them they have to come see this. Ricky's gone. There's blood in the snow and trails going out of the woods. So they grab their guns and go after it and follow the trail. They follow for half an hour, unable to find Earl, but Ricky finds something, which is a naked body of a man, torn and chewed with his head ripped off. Mason denies that it's Earl, but Tuck finds the head later, um, yeah. under a pile of rags in the snow nearby. So, yeah, it's Earl. Yeah, he's dead, Jim. Huh? He's a little dead. <laughs> then, at this point, they decide that they need to get out of here, so they uh, run back to the cabin. Tuck felt like there was eyes watching him like more intensely this time, when he's running back. But they slept through the night when they got back and, um, well, Ricky was waking up to nightmares. Understandably so. Yep. Day 10, they have a kind of depressing morning. None of them really wanted to eat, but they discussed what happened to Earl and then decided to blame the wolves. So in their anger, they all storm out of the cabin to go hunt them like hardcore now. Yep. Searched all day, but they couldn't find them. The snow, uh, the snowfall covered up the blood tracks. Uh, it took until nightfall to even find out where Earl's body was again. But Ricky hung a red flag on it so they could find it again later if necessary. On the tree, I guess, not on the. Corpse. If necessary,
0: you know, in case we want to report this to the cops and like get Earl's body back to
2: civilization. Yes, <laughs> if they wanted to be good human beings.
0: Yes. Well, they've 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 kind of failed that a couple of times.
2: Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know, a friend's death might yeah. trigger. Some it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. But because of the geography of the area, they assume that the wolves are f- to the east, from the east, because there's like a pond one way and the cabin the other way. And yeah, cliff they the track other way. down the wolves. Yeah. But they eventually do stumble across the the wolves' den. Now uh, there's bones and carcasses all over the place. Uh, Mason did notice something odd: the fact that the wolves were sleeping in the middle of the night. Yeah. Which is weird because they're supposed to be out hunting now. But they each climbed a tree, lined up the shots, and on Tucker's shot, they all started. Firing. They killed three of them, wounding two others, and one got away uninjured. They inspect, the came- they inspect the cave and find Native American drawings on the walls. And there's drawings of owls, wolves, and another animal that look kind of feline. So they continue to go back outside and keep hunting the wolves because they want to kill all of them now. The sky's even redder than before now. Um, <clears throat> but they track down the two in- injured wolves pretty easily and finish them off. Then on their path to get the last one, they have like a weird static feeling, and I don't really know. It's kind of like
0: uh, like you have like it's a um, way I kind of thought it was is it like
2: it's like a tingly feeling. Yeah, like
0: a tingling feeling, of electricity like in the air or something like that, and maybe or maybe just like um, like almost like a like a sense of confu- mental confusion.
2: Yeah, but the the sky is growing black with clouds, and the snow picks up into a blizzard, and they notice yellow eyes in the bushes. Mm-hmm. And they're assuming it's a cougar at this point. They wait there for a long time, not even moving because they don't want to spook it into uh, killing them. Um, Mason nearly runs off a couple times because he's trying to bug out. But at some point, after ten minutes, Ricky runs, and they all follow, and the creatures follow them as well, running after them. Ricky trips on one of the carcasses that they killed earlier and screams as Tuck and Mason keep running, and Ricky's torn to pieces behind them. Because they don't have to outrun the monsters, they just gotta outrun their friend. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much, that's how it is. So they get back to the cabin and barricade it up. Uh, It's agreed that they should not leave, but leave in the morning because it's safer to do so. So they pack up their shit. They attempt to sleep, uh, guns in hand while they're sleeping by the fire, but around 3 a.m. they're awoken to the sound of screeching metal outside. Run upstairs to look out the window and the truck's engine has been torn apart and the tires slashed. So they're kind of annoyed, but they go back to sleep, feeling it's safer to investigate it in the morning. Day 11. On inspecting the truck the next morning, engine was destroyed, tire slashed, despite it being animals that did the damage. So it's weird that they would have targeted the the tires specifically. And how
0: how they could have done that? Because like, yeah, I don't think even, even like normal animal like like normal wolves or normal cougars. I don't even, I don't even think really. I, I'm if somebody out there wants to comment, I don't think even a grizzly could like rip open a car like metal like a metal paneling. Or like am I just I like know. am I just underestimating the power the sheer strength of a of, a, of an animal? I'd say a, a large bear could probably do it, but not a wolf. Yeah, not a wolf or a cougar. No. No. Well, yeah. there would be scratches, but I don't. I don't think they'd be like ripped right through and able to like get at the uh, like maybe the tires for sure. No. The tires are just rubber, but I don't but think they could th- get that.
1: These are wolves the size of horses. They don't that know
0: that yet. Though. Is okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. They don't know that yet. Or yeah. they they, they suddenly become that.
1: Yeah. Or they're different ones, but well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay.
2: So <laughs> either way, they're kind of discouraged and they stay inside for two days. So day thirteen though. and hearing some howling outside, they look outside. Uh, and see some shadows out on the ice moving behind the trees. Shadow drop. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um <laughs> sorry, I had that in my actual thought notes. So <laughs> that's fine. Let's cut that one out. <laughs> Slash
0: that one out. Mm-hmm.
2: But they decide to take shifts, sleep uh, staying awake, so both of them aren't ever sleeping because of well, you know, outside. Day 14, Tuck wakes up and asks what's new. Uh, Mason went out early in the morning to get some food to bring in. Because they're kind of low on food. And he finds out that the icebox has been torn apart and raided. So now they only have enough food for two days because of Food Santa taking all their shit. God damn it, Food Santa. Yeah. And uh, Tuck says, well, they can still go out and hunt small shit. But Mason doesn't even want to leave the house because of what's been going on. Like two friend deaths in the past couple of days. Yeah. Understandable. But um, he eventually does um, say, okay, we'll go out tomorrow. I just need a day to chill. Um, but uh, Tuckett's pissed at this whole food sandwich situation because they would have so much more food at this point but uh, and he gets wasted grabs his gun he's like fuck it I want to eat some meat I'm gonna go outside so he opens the door blasts the snow hits him in the face he goes to walk through and he steps on something squishy looking down it's the head of Ricky Yeah. so he freaks out goes back inside slams the door and then um, Mason takes him up sa- upstairs and they just sleep and that's about it yeah just day 14 <laughs> It's isolation increasing, <laughs> kind of yeah. But yeah, they they talk about that they might be werewolves.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. What their first. That's their first spec- Well, it's it, you know what, honestly, that it is. Um, I'm not gonna say it's like the again. It's not the right answer, but it is like the it is a go to in like yeah. society. Wolves, like weird creepy wolf things somebody's going to bring up werewolves.
2: Yeah, cuz they see the the big shadows that they were seeing previously get closer and it's in the shape of a wolf, but it's more sloped with its head flatter and it's as big as a horse.
0: I feel like it, like Mikey's like expression when I said that. I feel like he's he'd be the one in that in the situation that'd be like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. But either After way, itself,
0: don't bring up werewolves when no. in this situation.
2: <laughs> either way, assuming that they're werewolves, they also assume that silver and crosses are their bane, so they go searching for that and find and,
0: and wolf's bane, or was it yeah, wolf's also, bane's well, which yeah. is I don't think it grows in does it grow in Canada or North America? I, I don't know. Pretty sure it doesn't.
2: Either way, all they find is some silverware in a Bible, so nothing really to help. Uh day fifteen, Mason's reading his book still, and he seems to know what the creatures are now. They're not werewolves, they're wahila. Yeah. Is probably how it's pronounced. Um, They have the same physical description as them, but they're normally much smaller. But it does say in the book that they bite people's heads off, which is exactly what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Mason looked in the book uh, more because he he figures they can't be werewolves because it hasn't been a constant full moon, and there's nowhere for the werewolves to live while they're human around here. (laughs) Now, I mean, if
0: they're shadowrun luke gurus... Um, they're constantly wolfmen, uh, uh-huh. and they only get frenzied and whatnot when the full moon happens. Oh, <laughs> also, if they're lichens like from underworld, <laughs> um, they can change were- to werewolf form without the moon assistance. Ah. But that's pop culture references bleeding into our mm-hmm. creep pasta. Anyway, continue.
2: <laughs> Those are valid points, though that yeah. these people may also have consumed or considered because they're considering these like. Traditional aspects of a werewolf. Yeah. Meanwhile, it could be any also, sort of werewolf.
0: If it's a Canadian loop guru, like as in uh, French Canadian, if mm-hmm. this was set in Quebec, not Saskatchewan, um, I would also suggest a, a bane of them would be onions. Because apparently that's a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. And also, loop gurus in Quebec are scary as fuck. Um, they don't just change into wolves, they change into like werebels and werebears and. Were frogs and weird shit like that like it's I it, know.
2: anyway sorry I'm, we're still in the rundown <laughs> we are day 16 <laughs> Tuck wakes up to gunshots happening so shit's going down Mason's shooting up the window of the second floor in the room he's trying to sleep uh, claiming they're close enough that he can see him to shoot them but there's still too much to know though so he's like fuck it I'm gonna go get closer and Tuck asks him if he's planning to go outside Mason says yeah it's only a matter of time before they kill us both so why wait I'm just gonna go out fighting Tuck stands in his way, ordering, um, saying they doesn't want him to leave, but Mason aims his gun at him, ordering him to get the fuck out of his way. So Tuck does move. And he says that he won't let him back in if he goes out. He's like, fine, fuck it, I don't want him back in anyways, and he leaves. Um, Tuck hears a couple of gunshots, but by the time Tuck gets upstairs to see what's happening, it's silent outside, and he sees... Um, and like as Tuck's loading his gun and aiming, he can see Mason's headless body being dragged away already. But he takes a couple shots at the creature and he knows that the shots hit, but nothing happens. It doesn't even flinch. So for the rest of the day, he just sits in the house reliving the events of the past two days.
0: Also, I apologize. It was they're not actually called Luke Gurus. They're called Rougarus in, in Canada.
2: Oh. Really?
0: Yeah. Luke Gurus are Creole, which are basically like, like basically the French, um, like the Southern, like Southern United States French, like the, like Orleans, like New Orleans stuff. No. Oh. Um, whereas Rugerous are the North American or like the Canadian French um, iteration of werewolves.
2: Rugerous are also the like um, playable werewolf race in Pathfinder, aren't that they? That
0: is true. <laughs> they're, they're The one that has a animal or has a like half animal, half human like base form, and then they turn into like they can become like an animal, I believe, or they can become a human. I think.
2: I don't know about that. I think they're just mostly furries. But we're sidetracked. The yes. Tanger police are going to murder us. <laughs> yeah. so, um, they're
0: they're on their way now.
2: <laughs> yeah, day 17. I can hear the sirens. <laughs> Anyways, day 17. Um, morning comes. Goes upstairs to look outside. See if it's safe. Sees Mason's head, or his headless body, bloody and covered in feces, laid inside like it's there for him to see. Um, Tuck goes back downstairs, throwing the tree in the fire to keep it lit, eating the last of the food that's there. Um, as night returns, so do the wolves and the howls.
0: They're also getting closer every night. Yes. They've been like circling closer and closer. Like now they're at I think at this point they're actually at
2: on the porch. My next line is, they were sounding like they were only a few feet away from the cabin now. I apologize. That's fine. (laughs) I I, I just wanted to bring up that they were getting crouching.
0: I couldn't remember if you actually said that.
2: I didn't. it's encroaching. You know what I mean. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato.
0: Jimmy, it's the same word
2: on the teleprompter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Either way, knowing that he's doomed, um, Tuck starts writing this entire message that we've been reading this whole time. Mm-hmm. Recording the events of what's happening here. Yep. Um, he just wants to focus on something so he doesn't go nuts. And he hopes that someone finds this. So the next day, he's surprised to be alive by the morning. But um, nothing really happens. Night comes again. He's barricaded downstairs with all the furniture. Um, the door to his bedroom is also barricaded with whatever he can find. Beds mm-hmm. and, all, and yeah. all that shit. I believe he's, uh, like,
0: his bedroom's upstairs. Like, yes. Yeah.
2: And um, he can hear the sound of, like, splintering wood and the door breaking. He's aiming his pistol at the door while he's, um, while he writes this with the other hand. And uh, he can hear the furniture being dragged away from downstairs and the sounds of innumerable claws scraping as they walk up the stairs. And um, he can hear them stop just outside of his... Then that's where it's Yeah, out. that's where it ends, because
0: um, they dagoned it, and he, uh... Uh, got attacked or he jumped out the window. <laughs> ever, That's ever, true. He may have just bailed. <laughs> if yeah, every he, single one was in the may house. He still be alive. <laughs> I, I, don't hey, I don't. I doubt it. I think yeah. he got chomped. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, the very long-winded... We were recording. 20-minute... 20-minute <laughs> rundown. Yeah, I was going as fast as I could. <laughs> I, I apologize for the commentary. Just like... Yeah. No, I mean our our listeners expect
2: it. We were either going to be saying it now or to bring.
0: Yeah. Also, it's something I'm going to bring up because I'm probably going to forget about my actual uh, my actual thoughts. Um, I kind of wish that like they just kept circling and like because they're supernatural creatures. So at this point, like or we they they could be assumed to be as supernatural creatures. So I just kind of want them like the creaking he's hearing is from all the walls as they're just like basically pressing themselves, like, against the walls and crushing the entire, like, building as they're circling around it, to the point where, like, by the end, like, they basically, like, cr- like, sm- like basically brought down the, bu- the building by just crumpling it.
2: <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting.
0: Like, that would be a it really it's a, it, It'd That'd be, be good,
2: like, claustrophobia kind of horror.
0: Yeah, like, thing. it's, like, being compacted kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, worried about, like, the building collapsing so, like, he has to jump out the window and, or like, contact right, R2. Yeah.
2: Yeah, one of the same.
0: <laughs> Shut down all the compadres on on other the base level or whatever it is. I can't. Yeah, no, shut them all down. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, moving on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. So uh, the advertisement explicitly stated that the cabin had absolutely none of the modern luxuries the modern world provided for us. I think there's just one too many moderns. Like, none. you really could have just gone away with, like, had absolutely none of the luxuries the modern world provided us. Yeah. None of the modern luxuries that the modern world provided
2: us. Or modern luxuries that the world provides us. Yeah. 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 Exactly. One or the other.
0: Um, My next one. Right. This is going to be part of an ongoing thing with this story. Uh, So, here's the quote. We planned on hunting, of course, though Mason was a little worried about us getting or us being discovered by authorities as we had not been able to purchase hunting licenses due to the not being official residents of Saskatchewan. Great. This is going to be a story with a lot of run on sentences because that one's a shorter one, but there are a lot. There are a couple of run on sentences I stumbled upon in the story. Uh, My next one. I want to make sure where the issue is. In here. Okay, there it is. Earl, I also meant. Uh, Earl, I also noticed, seemed to be a ing the windows too. <laughs> Though we never mentioned this phenomenon to one another. The phenomena the of a. <laughs> a. It's supposed to be he's <laughs> eyeing the windows.
2: Yep. You don't know that he could have gone
1: insane at this point. <laughs> he's
0: like, hey. yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's actually you know he's the spy. He's in on it, even though he got eaten that later on. No. He,
1: he's seeing his reflection in the windows. <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <"Hey."> <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. The bonds. <laughs> there's a jukebox in the uh, in the cabin. Just like bang. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Even though that there, there's no technology or luxuries. Uh, and then we move on to. Does that also mean I guess there's no fridge or anything like that? that? There's like no power at all. No. It's completely. Yeah, because that's the there's other an ice way. box outside. Right. Yeah, the there was ice box outside. So yeah, they're yeah. Wow, they are really roughing it. Hundred <laughs> percent. This ain't no KOA. This is uh like true outdoorsy like uh, hunting. Yo. Yep. Uh, so moving on to the next quote. Uh, Ricky, he's he's not out there. Saw some blood on the snow and trails leading off into the woods. Grab the guns too. Wait. That's supposed to say Earl, right? Not not Ricky, <laughs> cuz Ricky's the one saying that. Oh. <laughs> He's distraught. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just whatever like when I when I read that, I was like I think that's Ricky. Like I think I think the quotation is actually like the quotation in front of Ricky is actually supposed to be, be- before Ricky or I mean after Ricky? So it's like Ricky said, like or like we should probably say like Ricky like stammered, he's he's not out there, like not just Ricky, he's he's not out there. <laughs> yeah, Ricky, you're Ricky. <laughs> of course,
2: Ricky's not out there. You're inside yeah. now. What's yeah. the matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: so on to the next one. We slept fitfully that night, and Ricky awoke us several times from downstairs. Where he slept by the fireside. So I'm pretty sure it's just woke up, like woke us several times. Not awoke us. Also um, fitfully. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, that's actually a word. Yeah, yeah, fitfully sense. is a word. I actually had to like go on to Google and like look up um, how like awoke is used versus woke. And as far as I could tell, awoke is not how you would use that word. Mm-hmm. Like it would not be uh, Ricky awoke us. It's Ricky woke us. Several times,
1: yeah. or we were awoken by. by yes,
0: yeah. That would also be that's fitfully you? mean though. Fitfully, it's just basically like you're you're sleeping in a fit, like you're not sleeping very well. So, uh-huh. like, if you have like a really shitty sleep, you had a fitful sleep.
2: Already, I've literally never heard that. As really? a never I've,
0: you, I've used it several times, and I've heard it used multiple
1: times. Mm, so, not me. Okay, fair. not under the not
2: under the word. rock I live under. That's right. You learned another word today. <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like um, having a fitness sleep. You know? Yeah. It's like, you got dumbbells. You
0: just... Oh, it's like a... That's another way to use it. Yeah. I hate the English language. I know, me too. <laughs> uh, on to the next... Oh, here's another redundancy. The snow whipped at our faces as we blundered through the snow. <laughs> Blundered, blundered. Oh, I said blundered, as we as we played, as we used Blender on our laptops, running through the snow. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, yeah. No, as we blundered, as in like, as we like, like. <laughs>
2: is that a verb for? Yeah, like, it's in a... Blender. No,
0: no it's blundered.
2: Oh, I'm blundering right now.
0: Okay. Anyway, I, I think the uh, a word to like you fix that would actually be like drifts in the snow. So it's like the snow whipped at our faces as we blundered through the drifts. Like what does it actually say? Blundered? It says as we blundered through the snow, but it repeated "snow" again. Like basically, the snow whipped us, uh, whipped at our face as we blundered through the snow. So oh it just yeah, repeated gonna... it in the same sentence. It's like I get like the, the snow whipping at their face is sky snow versus ground snow, <laughs> but hmm. it's still like the same use of the word "snow" for le- and does not differentiate between what what snow is hitting your face versus what snow you're blundering through. Yeah. Like it could also still be snow that's like whipping, like it's, Cause be it's, like it it's because it's hitting so hard that you gotta like push through. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I just gotta. I feel like that should be fixed. Like change the word. Uh, and then this one here, it was nestled under an overhang in the side of a hill, with roots spreading their fingers over the walls and floor of the enclave, with bones and carcass strewed about. So, two things actually need to be fixed here. So, with bones and carcasses strewn about. Because. was it strewn? It's, it's carcass, uh, carcass? Yeah. Strewed. Strewed. Strewed is not a word. <laughs> it's actually not how you would call it. It's actually supposed to be strewn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one.
2: Maybe it's one carcass that is strewn everywhere.
0: Then. <laughs> a, yeah. uh, and a carcass strewn about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would also accept an "a" between before sprue, or before "carcass" mm-hmm. for to differentiate that it's a singular carcass, but.
2: a single carcass, or a bunch of carcasses. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. On to the next one. We eventually, after grueling struggle through the oh, all right. We eventually, after grueling struggle through the snow. So it needs to be like I feel it should be like this. We eventually, we eventually, after a grueling struggle through the snow. Yeah. Yadda, 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 Um Also, uh, no, that's it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything misspelled. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that one. And then my last one. Um, we were quiet for the rest of the day, conversing and whispers and throwing hectic glances to the door and windows, even though the shutters were closed and bolted tight. I feel like it should say "conversing through whispers," not "conversing and whispers." Like, yeah, we were quiet the rest of the day, conversing through whispers and throwing hectic glances at the door and windows. I feel like that's a lot more
2: clear, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah as to what they like. Do. They're only talking through whispers. Yeah, is what's trying to be said. And
0: those are all the grammar questions I cared to worry about. <laughs> but let me know that there are a lot of run-on sentences. Hmm. Hmm. And as you're about to say, probably a lot of hands and front ends and front butts.
1: Yep. Uh, so much in fact that I have a uh, conjunction junction. <laughs> 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 and now a conjunction
0: junction with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away, buddy.
1: Okay. Uh, uh I'm going to point out that I included the dialogue ends just because it Seemed more funny.
0: Okay, so, for (laughs) disclosure, the ones with the dialogue get a pass because they're dialogue, but it's funnier to add them into the story, into into your rundown, or into your construction
1: job. Yeah, it adds more to it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And it felt good, too. But we persisted, nonetheless. And after just an hour and a half, came across the remains of small animals. And soon after that, we came across a frozen pond with a large pack fighting over the corpse of a calf. And they're fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, he's ca- Ricky's Canadian, not not, not, wet, not so- uh, southern United
2: States. <laughs> so, yeah. so he'd be like...
0: And he's fighting them, though, he don't you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you can just talk in your normal accent. Yeah. You have a Canadian accent. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and they're fighting each other right now, but they aren't making any noise. And you were getting your gaunch in a wad over that missed shot, he goaded, and I froze. But I ignored them. Trying to keep the hot image of Earl's head out of my eyelids. Okay,
0: I, I, I understand why the hot was used in the story because it's like like basically burned into his retina kind of thing. yeah. But you using that in, without the context kind of makes that really disturbing.
2: Yeah. Also because like he's not even like told that he's dead right now. It's like. A different kind of... That head. head. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, please continue. Hey, man, we don't judge. It's 2019. I know, it's just, it makes it a lot funnier compared to what (laughs) is actually happening. We're 12. Yes,
1: yes. Alright, so I restart that sentence.
0: Uh, Do you? Ah, Yes.
1: But I ignored them, trying to keep the hot image of Earl's head out of my eyelids while snow pricked at my face. And it was for this reason that we set off into the snow-covered woods that day, for we sought vengeance. But neither I or Mason paused in our tracks. But I did not care, for the sight of the cabin felt like a godsend, and Mason and I barreled through the door and locked it tight. But we need to leave as soon as possible. And?
0: <laughs> and, and? Is that it? Or is there more? Is that, that was the quote. quote <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the moment I opened the door, I was smacked in the face by a whirlwind of blinding snow and... And that tension in the air. But in the shadows, they grew dark and obscure. And they're smart, too. And look at... But... <laughs> <coughs> Keep on? But we sure as hell don't have any of those in here. And the only damn things edible we have anymore... Are some piddly little granola bars and cookies, and I don't think they're werewolves, and they have light fur, and where would they live when they were in their human forms and i don't know if if uh, i uh, and I don't know if guns work or not. And though our stomachs rumbled and growled, neither of us had the heart to step outside, away from the safety of the wooden walls of the cabin. But before I could say anything, Mason pointed the rifle at my head. That <laughs> <laughs> seems like a little bit of it. Whoa, buddy, calm did, down. just escalated there <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. His eyes, dead and stony. And if I'm gonna die, then I'm gonna take as many of as I can with me. But by the time I'd cocked it and pointed it out the window, his headless body was already being dragged back to the trees. And now they've paused right outside the Okay, so,
0: yeah. <laughs> outside of the, the dialogue, because the dialogue gets an excuse, because that's how yeah, people talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of conjunctions that don't need to be there yeah. in the story. Which is I hilarious, like how... because the writer, se- like the, not the writer, but the, Tucker is supposed to be an English major. Hence why the story's kind of like, the style of the story kind of... Does feel a little pretentious as a as like an English like as an English major like like as somebody who would be like creatively writing like and now I stand here before you like kind of like, mm. like mm. I kind of got that vibe of like okay like you got the style right of like being of somebody who who writes
2: like because he's also at the point of him writing the first letter all of his friends have
0: died no I, yeah and there isn't mm-hmm. that ex, there is that excuse as well for that yeah so but like yeah and so like he's allowed. All, all like the character, all his, car- his friends have died, so he's given the he, we, we can give him the pass of being distraught and maybe not thinking quite straight. Yeah, about, like fifteen days or sixteen days into um, a spiral of isolation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and being you know surrounded on all sides by horrible creatures.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: that want his head. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of conjunctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Front conjunctions,
2: yeah. Your story did change the the actual story quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when he it seemed like Mason was just doing like this huge list is like, and we don't have food, and we don't have this, and they're not werewolves. <laughs> and, and this and <laughs> that, and I wanna go kill them. And, yeah. then, and then he, he points pointed the gun. Them. <laughs> it's like,
0: and if I'm gonna die, I'm taking them with me.
2: Yeah, and then at that point, Tucker just it seems like he just takes that gun and aims it out the window, and then basically goes outside unarmed, like he was going to cover him,
0: and then he just dies. It's like, by the time I got there, he was already dead, because
2: yeah. he didn't have his gun. <laughs> only someone didn't take it from him. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Although he only got, like, what, two three shots in the actual, game, in the actual story, and then, like, they, so then he went, he, by the time Tucker had looked out the window, they were already dragging his corpse away. He shot twice, yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, he missed both times, and then woke up with
0: his face, and then woke up with his head uh, removed <laughs> on a popsicle stick. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So anyway, what do you have there, or is yeah. that the end of your?
1: No, that was just his conjunction. That, that was just oh, my shit. conjunction.
0: Oh, oh Jesus! Oh God! Okay.
1: I also have an it story. <laughs> wow. Right. And now an it story with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. It became soon apparent afterwards that we all shared a passion for the hunt. It was for this reason that we decided to take up on an advertisement Earl had found online to rent out this cabin in the remotes of Saskatchewan for two weeks before heading back home for Christmas. Jesus. <gasps> Case in point, lot run on sense. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the perfect getaway... We'd all been looking for, the chance to feel alive and masculine. It shrieked, and I fired thrice more, finally bringing the beast down. It was about a mile away when Earl piped up from behind us. It's not Earl. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: wow.
1: Earl is saying this
2: Earl is saying it's not Earl <laughs>
1: <laughs> It can't be It's gotta be someone else I mean, Earl's gotta still be out there It felt like my stomach had dropped It was not until nightfall that we again found Earl's body with only a finger peeking out of the snow
0: <laughs> the middle one, of course, it's the middle know. finger.
1: It was late into the night when we found the wolves' den. It was nestled under an overhang in the side of a hill. I just need to stop you for a second. Did they? Did they actually say wolves' den? Or wolves wolf- with an apostrophe.
0: Just apostrophe, not like another S, though? No. Okay. Sorry, because the way you said it, it sounded like that <laughs> was spelled right, because it. right, it's supposed to be Wolves' Den. Like, that's how you'd say it, with the apostrophe. No, Wolves' The Wolves' Den. Dead. <laughs> not, to, not, to, not to audio Nazi you, but man, there's been a long time coming from those <laughs> Patreon episodes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: You, you get this one. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, It was uh, It was nestled under an overhang in the side of a hill with roots spreading their fingers over the walls and floor of the enclave, with bones and carcass strewed about. It was as we were searching for the third wolf, the one who'd escaped uninjured, that we felt it. It was subtle at first, but soon there was a kind of electric static in the air, making our hair frizz and cling to our faces. It was true. it was that night too, when the howling began, if you could call it that. it was as I was about to change out of my clothes when I first noticed the shadows on the ice tucked away behind the trees, changing out of his clothes while he's still outside. <laughs> Right. It's
2: not a very good idea. <laughs> like they're on the hunt to get the third one. It's like I'm just gonna
1: change out of these. <laughs> oh god, it's getting so hot. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's only six. It's all gone. It was Ricky's head. It's Ricky. It's not him. It's his head. It was a wolf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How could they confuse Ricky with a wolf? <laughs> is now done. Anything so is possible
1: when you. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It was the biggest goddamn wolf I'd ever seen, and as Mason had said, it must have been as big as a horse. Its head was flat, and its back was sloped down like a coyote's. Yet the fur was a silvery shade of gray that seemed to glow against the snow when under the crimson moonlight. It was later in the morning that Mason woke me up, clutching the book in his hands. "'It says they're from the Northwest Territories!' But I guess we're far enough north. Some could be down here too. Is he yelling?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. You always yell, the
1: dialogue. Is that like at least we know when it's down. That, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a hard okay, distinction. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair.
0: Okay.
1: It feels more like a story than reality within these pages. That's 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 very accurate.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> So, one thing I would like to point out, actually, uh, something, again, bringing up from the, uh, the, the, the whole, like, static in the air. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's, like, kind of differentiating, like, when they transform between forms. Because there were wolves before, and then suddenly there was that cougar creature. So, I wonder if, like, the, the, the uninjured wolf transformed into the cougar. Because there was, on the, the wall of the, the den, there was, like, the wolf, the owl, and, and the cat-like
2: thing, which is obviously a cougar. I don't so, think they're the same creature. Oh, you don't think so? No, cuz okay. they were they were tracking down the last one. They found it and then off in the oh, okay. in the bush they saw the yellow eyes. I thought eyes. they
0: were tracking down the the, un, the the other injured
2: ones and then They the were tracking ones. down the last uninjured wolf <laughs> that survived. They found it, but they also saw yellow eyes in the bush. But then somebody, but then
0: a cougar clever girled them.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily one cougar yeah. because there was a howl all around them yeah. and then they bailed.
0: Yeah. Also, man. So, I mean, because there was, like, the weird cat thing, and then the wolf. Where's Where was the owl in all this?
1: Uh, an owl was mentioned once. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. It was watching them.
0: Oh, okay, so we have the Observer, the Trickster, and the Predator, I guess. I suppose. But, so, yeah. Um, I just thought it would be cool, like, if, like, this, there's a sequel to this, and, like, Turns out that uh, Tucker actually just did bail, like jump through, like defenestrate himself, Dagon <laughs> style. Yeah. After write, re- writing the story, and then like the second half of the story is him getting back down to like a motel in, like ten, in the nearest town and rewrite and writing the the rest of his journey, which was him being chased by giant owl monsters.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. An owl cried from above, and I saw it looked like a mangy animal slipping off into the bushes, yellow eyes glaring at us. Oh, okay. Same. So we're all in the same area. Gotcha.
0: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, so is, do you have any more than outside of your Conjunction Junction in store?
1: No, that, that's it. You've got my actual
0: corrections. Oh, cool. <laughs> Alright, Gamer Nell, what do you got?
2: I got a few. Cool. First one's run on, oddly enough. Um, but also has an odd placement of names, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was pretty early on. Um, we'd come, dash, Earl, Mason, Ricky, and I, dash, from the town of Andry, Manitoba, where the, the four of us attended university, myself passionately studying English, Though, for what ends, I'll never know. That's all one sentence. Um, I find that the placement of the names kind of strange.
0: Yeah. So, also, that actually is a really nice foretell of, like, the story about to ha- of, like, of the ending of the story. Like, Passion for English, but to what ends, I'll never know. It's like, because he's about to die. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's actually true. a really good tell. Like, cause you don't pick it up until you, unless you were, unless you reread the story or like, you just think of like, remember that. Yeah. Like that's a good tell for the
2: ending. For sure. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. But the way I rewrote it, I don't yeah. know if it's better or not, but the way I see it, um, it'd be Earl Mason, Ricky and I are from the town of Andrew, Manitoba where the four of us attend a university period. I was passionately studying English for, though, for what ends I don't know. Yeah. Just to break it up and not have that weird, like. Yeah. section that's put out. It's like the sentence was read out. It's like, wait, I should put all their names in here. I'll just essentially bracket it in here. Mm -hmm. The next one's a a Um, (laughs) run-on.
1: There's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
2: Earl and I had known since we were young, both of us hailing from Maysburg, Tennessee, and riding on full scholarships, such a close companion helping to abate the loneliness that comes with Trenton (laughs) <laughs> Traversing to a faraway place. I don't know why I couldn't focus on that. I need my glasses. I probably shouldn't though. But whatever.
0: Suddenly, this title card's going to have uh, review or gamer nail with glasses.
2: Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> they have to be like the the ones with the strap on them, though.
0: I was just going to go with like the like little like reading glasses. Like,
1: no, oh, yeah, yeah on, the, yeah. on the bridge of, on, on on the, the, bridge mask. of the on the bridge yeah, of the mask. Yeah. Totally, because that's what I'm doing yeah, right now, yeah.
0: Yeah. man. Um, you're you're near you're side or you're farsighted, not nearsighted. Right? No. You're, you're actually
2: nearsighted? Yeah. And you need glasses to read something right in front I, I of you. I may have made the text too small on this okay, small, honestly. But yeah, um, I rewrote that to... Earl and I had known um, had known since we were young, we both... Wait. Had known what since we were young? Had known each other since we were young. That's not even in there. Um, we both hailed from Maysburg, Tennessee, and were in full of scholarships, period. Uh, having a close companion. So, so should just put the period there to break it up. Yeah. Cause that whole thing is one sentence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, um, this one is a, um, it's not a run on or nothing. I just feel like they use the wrong word in yep. my opinion, uh, in regards to the tires being slashed. Uh, they took out the fucking tires too. What? Yeah. Come back here and look. I walked over to him and screamed, bashing the palm of my hand against the side door. I think yelled should be used instead of screamed because yeah. the way I see it, screamed is like in fear. Well, yelled is in anger. You
0: can use scream in anger, but yeah, yelled is more like an a, like a, a thing that you do in anger. Yeah. yeah. Um, do they use like? Did they also? I, I vaguely recall like him saying, "It's like, oh, the tires have been cut. Come take a look." All right, I came take a look and sure enough, the tires were cut. <laughs> like I think like was there like a redundancy there too? Like, in that section of the story?
2: No, like, okay. that section I read to you is that section oh. that I copy-pasted. All right. Just, yeah, come here, look. I walked over to him and screamed, bashing the door. Gotcha, okay, cool. But yeah, that's all I got for grammar.
0: Okay. Then, on to actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, you going to start with this quote here. The advertisement explicitly stated that the cabin had absolutely none of the modern luxuries the modern world provided us. Electricity, central heating, internet, or even any kind of reception due to its isolation. The perfect vacation. I believe you mean the perfect horror story setup. (laughs) That as well. (laughs) Like, every Cabin in the Woods genre movie ever. Yeah. Like, hey, that's even the the, the, the basic premise of The Shining.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, let's put these characters somewhere where they have no chance. possible way to contact anyone. For so help. they're
0: completely on their own because they're mm-hmm. foolhardy city slickers who think they can handle it. Mm-hmm. And then insert slasher slash supernatural monster. Uh, so on to my next one. My next idea, or yeah, actual thought. Been a while since I've been, uh, yeah, been a while since I've seen any of those. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Earl grumbled. Now let's get this bad boy back to the cabin. We tied up the calf and carried it back. Though we said little. I'm not sure if the others could sense it, but I had the feeling we were being watched by something lurking in the shadows. Now I'm not sure, but I feel like this should have been like a little, there should have been a little bit more of a transition from wonderment of the northern lights <laughs> to the unease and anxiousness. Just while reading it, it felt like kind of, like, suddenly, like, they were suddenly feeling uneasy and, like, shaken um, like, right off, like, just out of nowhere. Like, it was just like at one point, like, first one I was like, oh man, the Northern Lights, so beautiful. It's like, all right, let's go. And it's like, and then, like, the whole walk there, we didn't talk because we felt like we were being watched, kind of thing. It's just and maybe, like, Earl's, like, grumblings was enough, but it just seemed like, to me personally, like, I would have liked a little bit more transition. Yeah, between like the wonderment to the unease,
2: mm-hmm. like maybe like somebody we started quest- talking on the way back, but then we started talking less and less. Yeah,
0: like perhaps like question or like maybe somebody questioning or like why what's got you in a in a dizzy mm-hmm. kind of like that. Um, and then my next one here. Also sorry, this is gonna be another run on sentence. Mason and I leapt to our feet and grabbed our rifles and coats, racing out to the woodshed where we. Ugh, already I went. Wow. <laughs> where we could see discarded logs and copious amounts of blood, while deep crevices in the snow showed what appeared to have been where he'd been struggling and dragged away, though the cascading flurries were already beginning to cover this. Yeah, it's a little long-winded because there's only commas breaking that up. Um, mm. I feel like the weather in this entire story should be brought up... Um,
2: the whole idea with the weather in this, okay, is it comes up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, that's my thing. My problem with the story is like this: we- the weather in the story um, is kind of uh, it's it's afterthoughted almost. Like it's like like suddenly like there's like there's the aurora borealis, and then there's suddenly a blizzard hits them, and then they can see the aurora borealis again, and then a blizzard hits them. Like let me just con- like continue with this. Oh, like this quote here. Vaguely, I was aware that in the sky, blood-red aurora borealis danced, but I paid it no heed, for I was focusing on finding my friends. And then, like, right afterward, we get this. We eventually, after a grueling struggle through the snow, which was picking up despite the skies being clear, found the first of the injured wolves whimpering and licking its wounds. I I guess it could be, there could be squalls or, like, whiteout
2: conditions where, like, the snow's kicked up. For once, you're thinking way too realistically on this. It's I know, supernatural I, snow, you
0: know, and that's my guess because I was like, first off, I had to actually look Google it. Red aurora borealis, which actually does exist, it's just very rare. Mm-hmm. But again, also, and also, aurora borealis would not appear in the sky below the cloud cover because aurora borealis happens in the upper atmosphere. Yeah, but they, he said the sky is clear. yes
2: that's why (laughs)
0: but then suddenly there's kicked up snow like like so i'm wondering supernatural snow yes it ain't real that is that is my counter to my own thoughts is that it is there's something supernatural afoot here so it's basically they're getting bombarded by like snow spells essentially Mm -hmm. um but it just seems like the weather in this is very inconsistent like because it's just coming out like popping up and like dropping like nothing
2: Mm -hmm. um which again
0: could be lended to supernatural thought uh, and then I already
2: mentioned earlier. It on, would be interesting if they brought it up. Yeah, they actually like the fact that like is this
0: uh, goddamn snow just like yeah, rip here?
2: To at least hint that it's yeah. something supernatural, or
0: even like if it isn't like something supernatural, or like not even like that's like the snow like like something like clouds appear and like drop snow down, or like just winds are kicking up all the snow that's on the ground already, like sc- like a squall or a clipper, mm. like or like because I've I've experienced that in normal like in like Ontario driving when um I'm on a back road and suddenly. The winds have picked up so bad that a whiteout condition happens, and yeah. like you can't see any, like five feet in front of your car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I brought up already the title drop thing in our comment in the in the rundown, yeah. so I am not gonna mention that one anymore. Um, I awoke to gunshots, spiraling instinctively in the bed sheets. I grasped at the nightstand and steadied myself, whipping my head about. My eyes finally rested on Mason standing in front of the win- the open window with the rifle pointed down below while snow blasted onto his face and across the floor. The fuck you doing, I gasped. Trying to kill these damn sons of bitches. They're closer. Okay, so I read that part. When I first started reading that sto- that part of the st- in the story, I, I, w- I instantly had this thought that might have made it, it wouldn't have made it better, but it would have been a, nice, it, a, a an interesting alternative, I feel. Where he wakes up to a gunshot and Mason's blown his own head off. Oh, <laughs> because because he could have because he couldn't have uh, uh, and like to, to kind of like give it a, an even darker turn like and uh, like Mason who has sort of been the bookworm fragile nerd like kind of empathetic nerd of this group um, seeing no other recourse and just putting himself out of the game um, could really heighten the damage to Tucker's situation <laughs> by just like having, and then like him and then Tucker looking at his book and and like finding like what the creature is and stuff like that. <laughs> from uh, uh like that. I, I don't think I I'm saying this not as if like this would make it better or like not saying that the, the what we what I just read the quote of him like just firing and then like the later on X section of him like going out like guns blazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would is any worse. I just think this would be an interesting that would be an interesting alternative for this scene. And just like him waking up to his friend getting blowing his own head off because he's realized that they're doomed. Yeah. And then just leaving for Tucker to himself, basically, being going out the selfish ramp.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Which he kind of does, ultimately, but this way it would have been a lot, because they're having, a lot starter. Because it have quote-unquote, fun. Yeah. Um, So just my kind of idea, like, for uh not, not an improvement, but like an alternative for the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then my last of my actual thoughts. I have my pistol trained at the door with my left hand, while my right hand... I write. Oh, okay. I gotta redo that. It doesn't okay.
2: say the handness.
0: Yeah, it does. I literally pulled that quote. It oh. doesn't say the right hand. It says the left hand, though. Um, I have my pistol trained at the door with my left hand, while with my right I write this down. I know it seems foolish to do so, but it is the only way I can escape this horror in the slightest. It feels more like a story than reality within these pages. How very Dagon, this story. I, like, as I mentioned earlier in the story, I keep commenting on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that as a compliment, because the ending here with the narrator not quite finishing the tale as the monster arrives to end them um, is done very well to me in this entire, by the end of this. So I really liked the ending of the story, how it like handled that. And also how it tackled the reason why we're reading the story and why it's being written. Is because he's doing it to like try and calm himself down and not go insane, even though he's like about to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's my my actual thoughts on the story. Before we go into final ones, so Mike, what do you get?
1: All right. <clears throat> so the whole aspect of them hunting without licenses.
0: Oh yeah, that's. Like yeah,
1: that that just annoyed me.
0: They're okay, so here's something I would bring up in my final thoughts, but I'm gonna kind of tease it now. This is straight up a slasher movie. Like these are douche bro, like the kind of the yeah. uh, kind of people that you want to see die in a horror movie. Yeah, like they are the cabin, the the basic like uh, dumb city slicking teens that go into the cabin in the woods and get eaten by deadites or Jer- Jason Voorhees or werewolves,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or all three. <laughs> or who? Or werewolves.
1: Oh yeah. And so my first quote here is, all of us say Mason kills one, though we brought only one back. Asshole. So they killed three elk and just
0: left them two out. of them yeah. there. I mean, I understand why. Like, logistically, they yeah. probably couldn't carry the, the three. Yeah. But it's still a dick move to leave that out. Leave, that, leave those out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't shoot more than you could take. Exactly. Yeah. But again, as you said yourself, they're douchey dude bros. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the sort of same thing later with uh, the wolves, where Ricky had managed to kill what seemed to be the alpha, a large monstrosity with its muzzle soaked in blood. Uh, Ricky playfully gave Earl the finger and grappled the dead wolf by its neck and began heading back the way we came. We all followed suit, and that night prepared a meal and the small game we'd collected from the days prior. A, uh, a large wolf.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's at least a thousand pounds. Pa- that could be up to eight hundred pounds or or more. Ricky's a big boy. Ricky's also, yeah. Ricky's not a big boy in like muscle. I don't think. I think How do you know. He could I mean, be fit true. fat. That is that is true. He could be fit fat. But still, like it would take. The four of them, maybe, to carry that thing. Yeah. It's a lot of dead muscle.
1: Yeah, and it's assumed that they're at least a kilometer or more away from. They can ter- take dragging ter- uh, turns.
2: Dragon turns? <laughs> dragging! <laughs> oh! <laughs> they take turns dragging. Yes. Or they turn into dragons and fly for a little well, bit. Oh, that makes carrying. a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, Wait, hang on. What did it say in the story? Um. Uh. It feels more like a story than reality <laughs> within these pages.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, they're basically like, man, like the, the the Rangers gonna go out to this place, like in the like in the, in the spring, are just gonna find bodies of every kind out here. <laughs> just like, yeah. man, there was like, what the fuck happened out here? <laughs> like, not even the people, just like all the elk and all the wolves and other like animals that they've killed. Yeah, just and leave. left.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, my next quote here. They bellowed and howled; their noises ungodly and bone-shattering. Mm-hmm. So at this point, all their bones have been shattered via the noise made by. Uh... <laughs> yep,
0: of I, w- I will grant you that it the another a better term. probably would have been bone-chilling because yes. that's generally how you bone-shattering. Though is a metaphor. <laughs> it is metaphorical. <laughs> is it? Yes like <laughs> yeah it's it's supposed to be like paralyzing like the bone shattering like or bone chilling bone chilling is definitely the best yeah option, yeah though. yeah but I, I give him props for trying to find a, a different word so it's not always bone chilling i just blame you for picking at it <laughs> <laughs> well he's a very valid point
2: like <laughs> does he does yeah because really... like I, I would use bone shattering if you're describing, like, being hit with a hammer. Okay, yeah. Or a car. Yeah, it
0: should have yeah. been bone chilling, really.
2: Or blood
1: curdling. Or... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Heart stopping.
2: All right.
1: Pants yeah. browning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <the> pants pooping. <laughs> well, the pants don't poop. Do they? I don't
1: know. Do they? Do you food, feed your... Okay. All right. So, the next part is a piece of dialogue I have issue with. Mason! I cried, dragging myself back away from the door. Mason, get down here! It's Ricky! What? Ricky? I heard him fly down the stairs and saw his hand next to me offering to help me up. Where is he? I blinked and gagged. Outside the door! Wait, no! Don't open it. It's not him, it's his head. The damn things left it for us. Mason ignored my warning. He flung open the door and screamed just as I had. Jesus Christ, you could have told me that instead of saying he was there. And then there was my bed. Right, my bad, my bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, just, oh, my bad. It just, it just it adds to their
0: character a little bit. But, but yeah, he did, are, told him. Yeah, yeah. He tell him. He yeah. told him. He told no, him too late. He told him too. Like, because I was thinking, like, he's already like opening the door halfway through that that, that, that
2: warning, and it, no, <laughs> like it was kind of like the if it was actually like that, but he's straight up like. Says all this stuff like no, it's not him. It's just his head. Don't open the door. Yeah, and then he goes ignores his warning (laughs) and goes uh, opens the door. That's true,
0: but I Mm -hmm. I again, it kind of adds to me. It adds a little bit of character to them, like uh, a little a little bit of humor in uh, in light of all this horror.
2: I get that he's fucking up. I just wish that he didn't correct himself so quickly. Yeah, should have corrected him after. Be like, my bad. Uh, (laughs) I meant sorry. Just his head. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Also, when you when you served, you flew down the stairs. Which?
2: Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, he slid
1: down the banister. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, my next actual thought is about the werewolf comments. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Again, it is the kind of thing that somebody, some idiot would but-
1: say. Okay, the the thing is like just the here's the quote. Yeah. Uh, Don't know, try to look in here for anything. I look behind me and he raised the book to me. To hell with that nonsense. I say there are va- uh, uh, <laughs> <Yes, vampires. laughs> a bunch of damn werewolves. Vampires. Yes, vampires. A bunch of damn werewolves. And I'm like uh, th- this comment hurt me physically because Good. we had just been given explanation that they're wolves that sort of blend in and go from being solid to sort of mist form. Yeah, and- so they're
2: vampires, or they so were just actually- so far away that they looked like they were made of pure yeah. shadow because yeah. it's dark. Yeah, but they were supernaturally dark.
0: Yeah, honestly, again. You 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 miss accidentally you accidentally said vampires, but that's actually closer <laughs> to what they could be in terms of like Eastern European vampires, not like Hollywood vampires. Because in Hollywood, like Eastern European vampires are like, uh, vampi- or like vampire vampires, they can shapeshift into wolves and other things. Mm-hmm. They can also become like darkness and stuff, and they are not like. Uh, two van bites so on your on um, blah 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 blah. That's all Hollywood stuff. Yep. They rip out your jugular or practically rip off your head. So like, who's to say that that's like not how they actually do it? So like, these are these could be. I mean, we find out what they actually are, mm-hmm. but they could have been uh like old school vampires.
2: And you're also assuming that a character would know this exactly. Yeah. If a character knew this, then yes, that would be more accurate. Also, but he
0: is a he is a literary major, so I mean, like he might his his go to for werewolf might be. Actually, it was also vampire. But, uh, or like we all. If he rolled concerned. better, if he rolled better on his occult knowledge, yeah,
1: yeah. No, and the part that really takes the cake here mm-hmm. is that later, it goes on saying, "Used to have nightmares about werewolves." He chuckled, though his eyes were wide. I mean, I guess it's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, they are <laughs> hectic. It's in the moment,
0: and they're stupid, dude. Bros. As we have commented on multiple occasions. Yeah. Like, I, I understand your pain. You would yeah. be the guy in the corner just like, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> yep, <laughs> They are not werewolves. And then you would point yeah. out why they're not a- werewolves based off of your knowledge of werewolves and yeah. pop culture. <laughs> and, and then it begins to redeem itself
1: with the one guy with his book Marilla. saying, they're, they're not werewolves. <laughs> yeah. It's well, funny. then there you go. Yeah. But it's just that whole section was like, ah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was in. It was that moment in the movie where, like, the, the that guy was that was talking, and everybody was, and everybody, all the audience was groaning because yeah. he was being stupid. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then uh, my final actual uh, thought here is that um, the monster is actually a member of the uh, Natural Task Force. A what? <laughs> These are both for a little yeah, The N, the the
0: the NTF or the NTF S, uh, SNTF yeah. uh, the NTF, because yeah. the NTF. At, is that like an, an, it's a? It's more aboriginal. Okay, fair enough. So it's like yeah. is Sasquatch part of the NTF? Because they're more of like spiritual guardians and stuff, generally.
1: Potentially, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's that's fine. Yeah, they're actually they're not a competitor. They're not a uh, a um. Arrival. rival. They're just a another group that like well, works alongside the SNTF. Occasionally, they well, th- yeah, they're, they're more <laughs> for Gaia. Yeah, they're more for nature. Yeah, they're secret. They're the Secret World <laughs> Legends division of uh, of the SNTF.
1: Yeah, they're more about preserving nature than keeping other things away from people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: it's probably why nobody comes out here because like it's part of the the NTF. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
0: I don't have a problem with it anymore. <laughs> Gamer, what do you got? Uh, let's see.
2: <clears throat> uh, well, my first quote in my notes is, it became soon apparent afterwards that we all shared passion for the hunt. And this made me immediately put flack in this story from Borderlands, because I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3, and he's all about the hunt. Okay. 100%. Like, Way to date
0: the podcast. I don't Next. give a shit. <laughs> Way to date the podcast, that's a weekly thing, and we're only like a couple of weeks of lag time. It's
2: fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just immediately like, okay, all about the hunt. All right, so Tucker, you are now Flack. And then he starts describing his friends. One of his names, one, his his best friend's name is Earl, who is Crazy Earl, obviously, from Borderlands. <laughs> and then, um, then, of course, his friend Ricky is a huge dude, so he's clearly a Goliath. He's one of the big fat guys in Borderlands, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm envisioning this story as it plays out, as if it's in Borderlands in the winter.
0: You are the gamer in yellow. Thanks. I cannot prosecute you. Yeah, I know. For for talking video game logic in a creepypasta where it isn't.
2: (laughs) You're face-bombing so hard right now. <laughs> but yeah, and also that helped me differentiate the characters a lot better. Because I'm like, oh because Rick- they have
0: no description whatsoever. Not really.
2: Oh, Ricky's talking. Okay, he's the big Goliath. Okay, yeah. cool. Tucker, yeah, he's he's the robot. We know-, <laughs> he's the robot beast master. we
0: know that we know that uh Ricky is food santa, so he is big. Yes. That is his one dis- <laughs> He's the only well described character because he is just described as being very corpulent.
2: Visually, yes. Yes. He's the only one visually described. But Everyone else has character, just not visually. Yeah, it's
0: all personality.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Like we have Grumpy, which is Earl. Um, we have Fatso, which is which is uh, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, the bookworm, which is uh, the, the the scholarly bookworm, which is uh, uh, Mason. And then we have uh, our one, leader Tucker. And then we have Wonder Bread <laughs> uh, Tucker.
2: Yep. Plain white bread. Pretty much. I assume. <laughs> Yes, of course. Uh, But yeah, moving on. So um, this next quote, I misread. Uh, (laughs) The quote is, we reached out to the one who posted this opportunity, an old woman who uh, summered here with her husband for a few weeks in June. I read that as an old woman who summoned here with her husband. (laughs) Like she's I mean, a witch they,
0: of some totally, kind. So totally the whole like supernatural bullshit makes sense. Yeah, yeah. She summoned all this shit. It's really just summoning like a uh, like location that like is like really tied to like a ley line or like an uh, Al-Kira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um And so like yeah, they basically they, this is what happens when you accidentally um, kijiji a uh, uh, the lodge of a mage or a shaman.
2: Yep, 100. Makes sense to me. Hashtag
0: Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the only thing that makes sense, as I can quote this. By
0: the way, we have a new podcast called The One Less Die Podcast, which is a Shadowrun in gaming's actual play podcast.
2: Way to, way to plug that very subtly.
0: <laughs> so we've been playing a lot of Shadowrun, yeah. is what I'm saying.
2: Which has been feeding my need to play Borderlands, which has been feeding the need to put it in this. Yes. But moving on. Uh, Ricky, who was comparable in size to an elephant... Was, <laughs> wow! The main culprit. Rude. Was, is, a little rude. Yeah. Holy like, shit. Yeah. Could have been a little nicer.
0: Like, is it sad that like is it is it sad that, like the entire when, the, when that when came up in the descriptions of like, I just envisioned the blob
2: from uh,
0: X Men. Yeah. I'm just like holy shit.
2: Yeah. Pretty big boy.
0: Or I just envisioned like an actual elephant, like from Zootopia.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah then uh moving on mm-hmm. i fired the gun the bullets piercing through the calf's hind leg that's when shooting the calf obviously yeah. so. it shrieked i fired thrice more uh, bringing the beast down do you not know what thrice is? i know what thrice <laughs> means i
0: just if both the times i've said thrice yeah. you're like do you not know? No, no because because the first time you like when you, when you were when you were like uh, when some one of us brought it up i think it was you uh mikey when you brought it up in your uh conjunction junction and he and i just
2: saw your face like <laughs> like it wasn't to the thrice, okay. it was to something else. Okay, but regardless, um, my response to that is, wow, you guys aren't very good shots, are you? <laughs> no. I'm surprised they hit squirrels. <laughs> Meanwhile, they had to shoot this like crying cat. Like, it's probably about like two and a half four feet. times, probably about two and a
0: half feet, three and a half feet long, or in size, versus like rabbits and squirrels and birds, which are like maybe
2: less than a foot in size. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I would refer to it as a beast. Like, I fired thrice more, finally bringing the beast down. I don't know if I would call a crying bringing young Bambi
0: down. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. you're calling it a
2: beast. Yeah, no. these... Well, again,
0: douchebros. Yeah,
2: yeah. like I get it. you're trying to make yourself feel more badass, I suppose, but for picking on a poor crying baby animal. Yeah, yeah. This is why why I
0: can't ever go hunting. Is because I could not deal. Like I'll I'll, I'll shoot rifles and stuff like that. I will not go hunting. Yeah, I would try I have to way you more than too much anything. animal empathy. Yeah, I, yeah me I'm too. too. Yeah
2: but moving on yeah um the this is a quote from Earl yeah yeah beautiful now let's get this bad boy back in the cabin now tell me that doesn't sound like a line the crazy old time I, I was almost like, thought yeah. you were
0: gonna say it's like yeah
2: yeah whatever <laughs> what, be- you <laughs> what you want what you want where's that already yeah
0: where's that purple where's that pretty purple stuff <laughs>
2: he even talks like Earl <laughs> what it's, you want? It's pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome god I hate you <laughs> that's fine that's totally fine <laughs> Um, so my next quote here, and my, my last note here, is, uh, we were correct. It's about a, a mile and a half away from where I'd shot the calf. We found a handful of very large elk shambling along the next day, occasionally nibbling on the frozen ground. All of us, save for Mason, killed one, though we brought only one back. So at this point, I'm like, this is like the second or third day they've gone out hunting. And I'm like, this is a very murdery bunch of people, aren't <laughs> they? They are murder hobos. This is day three, and I've done a list of their kills. Oh, my God. Um, so, day one, they did drinking. Yes. Day two, they killed 12 animals. So, no, hang on, hang on. Day one, they killed several, uh, several uh, brain
0: cells. Se- no, not several brain cells. They killed several um, tw- uh, or four, uh, 24 packs of beer.
2: Yes, that's true. <laughs> they killed those beers. They did. Um, and then they killed 12 animals on day two, oh <laughs> 12 animals on day three, quote-unquote more small game plus the calf. So I'm assuming maybe like six, like half of their, their, small, their 12 before. And then day five, they killed three adult elk. Day six, they drank. Day seven, they killed four wolves. Earl died. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> day eight, you're go- counting Earl as one of their kills. No, no, I'm just, I'm just mentioning. It. <laughs> the wolves are trying to catch up with them. Yeah, they got one kill so far. Yeah. And then uh, day eight, they killed three wolves at the Jesus. den, two that escaped. And then day nine, the car died, but they didn't do that. Anything.
0: Yeah, that was again the, the wolves. Regardless, that is a lot of dead animals. They
2: shot forty nine animals Wolf. in eight days. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! So maybe the Wahila were just Mother Nature's keepers of balance. No. Like, like like Mikey said, yeah, exactly. It's the,
0: the NTS. Yeah, like,
2: like just, these kids were were starting to wipe out the wild animal population here, so they needed to be taken care of. They
0: were douchebags because they didn't have regulation like licenses or anything like that. So they were, and they were just killing willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, they were leaving bodies left, right, and center in the wood in the wilderness, um, and just taking things for fun. Yeah, I you know, again, like I have it in my final thoughts. I'm on team Wahila uh, at, by the end of the story.
2: Well, that's a good segue to your final thoughts. All right, I guess
0: we'll go into the final thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, the story has, to me, has a really big issue with weather description and not bringing them up, but just flinging the forecast around kind of willy-nilly to me. Mm-hmm. I found it hard to keep track of when there was a blizzard and when there wasn't. Uh, like It I, says when it shows up, I it was doesn't actually, say when it
2: calms down. Yeah, like
0: I was actually having that uh, thing that you, you commonly have, a gamer, where like you can't figure out what's going on in the in the scene. And
2: you have to keep rebuilding it in your head. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, like it didn't ruin it for me, but it definitely made it tiring. Like I was falling, I was almost falling asleep in, in a couple of points and halfway through the story. That may have
2: just been because you're tired, though.
0: I might have been really tired when I was reading the story, mm-hmm. but um, and I, I'm pretty sure Northern Lights can't see be seen um, behind cover or behind cloud cover, though. It, the supernatural is clearly involved in the story so maybe it isn't actually the, the aurora borealis as we know it maybe it's just the spiritual like energy in the in the air mm-hmm. from like what they've done
2: mm-hmm. um like they're essentially like tainting the the sky red with all the the blood that they Yeah were like smelling. that's why it's
0: affecting it like yeah, yeah. like it's
2: like cuz it was green initially and then
0: they as they start blow like blowing away 49 animals um, it, it became completely blood red sky.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so it was basically thematic or atmospheric uh, atmospheric um, weather. Yes. I like what you
2: did there. Thank With you. Um,
0: I actually have to, I have Terry Pratchett to thank for that because the, in the Discworld novels, there is an actual weather phenomenon called a, of atmosphere in one of the regions that's like kind of Transylvania based nice. where weather happens based on the amount of fear and like emotion in the air in the in the and to heighten the emotion and like dra- drama of the of a scene.
2: Interesting. <laughs> All
0: right. Um so anyway, moving on. Um I found the slow burn isolation at the end was rough to read at first. Again, I might have been a little sleepy when reading first reading the story and then I did end up getting a coffee at at uh, at a point of reading the story and it did make and I did suddenly start getting more and more invested, but I'm not sure if that's because the story picked up for me by the end, or if it was the coffee kicking it. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. Um, regardless, I did like. I feel like the ending did really kind of pick up, um, whereas the kind of slow burn in the middle was a slow burn, but it was kind of hard for me to read. In points, um, the kills were graphic, but in a satisfying dis- and satisfyingly disturbing way. Uh, Mason's end was particularly good or fun in quotes to me. <laughs> um, the way he went out, guns blazed, guns sort of blazing. And then the next Tucker, the next time Tucker sees him, his headless body is getting dragged away. And then the next day, his bloody mess of a body is left out in front of the cabin as a message. Mm -hmm. Like, I found that very disturbing, but in, like, a really satisfying reading way.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Like, just the way he was, like, he went out there, like, a couple of shots, and then, like, the next time you see him, he's dead. Like, no, there's no, like, showing of it. He's just dead, being dragged away. And then... When uh, when uh, Tucker wakes up and checks out next checks outside the next morning, he's his body's left out there again, uh, headless. Like it was a nice, like graphic touch.
2: It's one of the few times where a character can be killed off screen and it works. Yes, or because it, it doesn't make you angry. Like
0: fact, it amps up the um, the kind of like dread and tension because like holy fuck
2: and like the lethality of, the, of these
0: creatures. Yeah, because they're just like popping heads like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat and mouse game of the Wahila uh is really good to me like i really liked that part as like it almost feels like feels like a true blue slasher flick as we have a bunch of dumb young folk going out into the woods and being stupid and disrespectful to nature and these monsters strike back like mm-hmm. like vorhees strikes back at dumb kids just like being idiots um or like Insert every fucking cabin in the woods style movie. I keep bringing it up in this in this discussion, but like
2: they're in a I, cabin in the woods. I understand
0: they're literally in a cabin in the woods, and they are literally being attacked by monsters for being idiots. Mm. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, like like I said, I'm on Team wahila by the end of the story. Like I, these character, these other characters, while we get to know them a little bit, are there to die, and I'm fine with that because they are dumb in their actions. Um, it's that kind of a story that's being told. It's like much in the same way as like popcorn movies like slasher flicks and stuff like
2: that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say Mason didn't really deserve it.
0: Mason didn't but the way he died it was actually really nice. Like it was, I
2: mean <laughs> Out context I, man. Out of context. Yes.
0: As a narrative point of view like from a narrative point standpoint it was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, it could use a, a bit of editing Okay, maybe a lot of editing. But I feel I would still recommend this story if you like slasher style horror and slow burn isolation. But that's about as much as I can recommend it for. Like if you kind of like those two things and how they come together. But it does need a a couple of runs of editing because there is a lot of issues here. And I know like some people will argue that it's like, oh, it's immersion level because like he's writing all this like with his left hand, um, which may or may not be his prominent hand. He's writing with his right hand. Oh, right, yeah, he's writing with his right hand.
2: Which still may or may, may, not, or may not be, as be, as or be his prominent right hand.
0: hand. Um and he's um while he is an English major, he is uh in a life or death situation writing this down just to save his sanity. Mm-hmm. So like I know like that like can that can but that can only go so far when it comes to comp- to uh to writing style. Mm-hmm. Generally you want to make it like a, a it's it's a compromise of like mm-hmm. it's a it's a double edged sword and a compromise of like good writing like like good structural writing versus immersive writing play mm-hmm. so um yeah that's my my, my final thoughts and recommendations i would recommend it if you like slasher flicks and slow burn isolated of horror because that's kind of what we get in the story and by the end it really picks up uh, mm-hmm. at least for me so uh, mikey what do you got
1: well I was on Team Wahila as soon as they started hunting a lot without a hunting license. Yeah,
0: You're a, I don't know what this creature is yet, but I am so on their team. I don't know what's gonna kill them, but they are. I am so on their team.
1: Yeah, that like basically almost from the get go, yeah. I was like, I-, I hope they all die. Yeah, no, wow, man. like it's it's a classic slasher flick uh, kind of like motif. Like the guys
0: are, are are those guys, those idiots, and yeah, they deserve yeah. what they're what's coming to them.
1: Yeah, and, and the, uh, their banter to me just helped establish that they were idiots. They were dude <laughs> pros. Yeah. yeah, food Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, food Santa. Yeah, and for me, uh, it didn't start getting good until Mason was dead. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Like. I, 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 again, I wasn't sure if it was because the caffeine was slowing at that point, but like, I, it was a bit of a slog, that halfway point of the story. Mm -hmm. And then the the beginning of the story, I was like, all right, so this guy's an English major. He's not really an English major, is he? Or if he is, like, this is really not, like, this needs a couple of passes of editing. Well, (laughs) But, like, by the end, like, I was actually kind of
1: invested in what was happening. I, I think the, my reasoning why that is, is because... There's no real sense of fear until it's one person isolated. Yeah. And, and all his
0: friends have been picked off. And the be- and the, the best of them has just been killed.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you mean best of them?
0: I mean, Mason was probably the best of them. Like, in terms of, like... As a person? Yeah, as a human being. Yeah. Like, he was the best of them. Because like, he was the empathetic one. He was also the... He actually was kind of in the know. Or, like,
1: like basically just in the know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so with that said, Damn also when you said that, I feel like
2: at some point if i am going to be playing in some tabletop game and I'm being like a, a inquisitive person that knows a lot of things, my name is going to be Justin in the know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin Justin
0: in the know. Justin the know. <laughs> Justin in the know. Yeah. The, the know. <laughs>
2: know. Yeah, Justin the Just just Justin to know. know. Yeah, and I I just know a little bit about everything. <laughs> shadow <laughs> Shadowrun
0: alias? Yeah, maybe <laughs> along with a uh, uh, Brantonio or no Dwayne Antonio Bandera Yeah.
1: <laughs> God damn it! Write that down so I remember that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, continue.
1: Yeah. So for me, the fact that it didn't get good until the end, uh, and it's a long story. It is nineteen pages
0: worth of, uh, uh, of, of pages say, of, of uh, writing. So I first pers- sorry i think it's about 8000 words if i cuz the the guy actually had a word count for each of his uh his mm-hmm. stories. And mm-hmm. This was like the second highest one he's done.
1: So, sorry. Yeah. I personally can't recommend it.
0: That's fair. It it is a little long-winded. My my recommendation is really if you're into slasher like horror and like you like these kind of mm-hmm. tropes and stuff of like that and don't mind slow burn horror, but yeah. Mm. That's fair. Putting it plainly.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but Mikey or but Gamer you used to go again <laughs> what did you really think <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no.
2: uh, Gamer um well for me yeah it's slow it takes about half the story for things to actually start um happening like um you guys said that it got good when it was only Tucker left I felt like it started escalating as soon as um <sighs> I don't want to. S-
0: when uh, very
2: okay, it starts escalate. It escalates at every death. So yeah. there is an escalation at Earl. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's kind of minor. They're just like, oh, the wild animals killed them. Like yeah. you don't know that it's not but just wild animals. But as soon as like Ricky dies, like it's it still could be wild animals. But they're, like, very viciously after them at that point.
0: Yeah, and then they're trapped in the cabin is when we kind of start seeing that the, their patterns are definitely weird.
2: Yeah. As soon as he dies, all the shit after that, it gets way more real. <laughs> um, but, yes, it is a slow burn. It takes a while to get into it. But that being said, I I didn't feel the need to, like, take a break when reading it. Like, I read all of I it in totally one day. Did. I, I I took I read it Monday. And then I took a day,
0: and then I took a day and read it the next day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I I just sat down and read the whole thing, just powered through it. And um, maybe my, like, I only had a few grammar things, and it's grammar things that you guys didn't have. But um, I don't know if I turned my brain off for doing grammar later on. Like, that one thing, I forget which one you said. Like, there's no way I could have missed that, but I missed it somehow.
0: I have the list right here. <sighs> it's uh, not worth it. Hang on, moderns run on eyeing uh,
2: The aing, a-ing? Yeah. aing, aing. Yes. a-ing. How, yeah. how could that? How could I have missed that? But I did because I was just into the story. Yeah, that's fair. So um,
0: the thing is, the story is like we get a lot of dude bro character development mm-hmm. the halfway like from point one point A to point B, and then from point B to point C is when the the horror starts kind of kicking in. Yeah. So, like, if you read this, like, from, like, one to th- page 1 to 13, um, like, that's kind of, like, the character development of these characters. And mm-hmm. then, like, 13 to f- 19 is actually kind of, like, the main, like, meat of the horror
2: of the story. For sure. Yeah. And the horror that's there is good. And, um...
1: What I <laughs> yeah, was that, that
0: sigh, Mikey?
1: <laughs> well, he's allowed his opinion. My, my issue with the whole comment is page 1 to 13 is for character development... Character development is mostly so that you can get attached to the characters, yeah. but in this story, it actually pushes you away because of how douchey they are. Not... Okay, that, that's, <laughs> that is a personal opinion thing, because, like, that's
0: the same reason why, like, half a movie in a slasher flick is about, like, the dude bros and idiots, like... Just hanging, around. hanging around and fucking around uh, at the uh, at the campsite or at the uh, cabin while the stock while the slasher killer is killing like off like an authority figure off like, off like in one in random scene mm-hmm. or like picking off the, the late person. Yeah, <laughs> um, like it's it's all about like building up the characters so that you get to know them a little bit before they die. Like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like again, like n- I can name I can't name them, but I know every like I, I know. Almost all the Friday Thirteenth movies do, or move do that. All the Friday Thirteenth movies do that in some regard. Like it's like thirty to forty minutes of the movie is about building these characters up, Mm -hmm. making them hateable and likable in certain degrees. Yeah, and then and some yeah, and some of them are hateable like throughout the entire right to the beginning, more so than others, and like more population of the hateful ones versus the likable ones. But that just makes them dying fun or funner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that's the kind of, like, like horror story this is telling, is the fun horror story where, like, we're rooting for the monster, not the
2: victims. Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I still think that uh, Mason shouldn't have died. But I in, in, because of what happened, he should have. However, yes. um, okay. I propose an alternate yeah, okay. to um, some different scenes where, um, essentially, what if they made it so Mason, throughout this entire trip, didn't kill a single thing? So he was spared. So, yeah, and when they're in a situation when they're surrounded or something, or he's the one who trips. Yeah. But they just keep running. And they, they ignore they think him. They
0: assume that he's dead, but then he comes back and it's like, you guys left me. What the fuck? Yeah. I think that would have been cool. I think that his de- my counter to your, to like, he shouldn't have died, I think his death actually makes the story more powerful yes 100 that is like yes. the reason he died it actually makes it so much more impactful yes because we actually care more about mason than any other character in this movie in the story yeah I, I i could care less if tucker like i, I cared less if tucker died
2: yeah, he's kind of the tucker, worst honestly yeah
0: he, he's the one that was swearing he was the one that shot first not han solo <laughs> no of course not <laughs> tucker died first or tucker shot first mm-hmm. uh and a calf to boot like a fucking baby. De- we might be very, em- might be a little too empathetic toward animals, um, as readers for the story. Yeah, but like, yeah, his like I, out of all of them, I have to, one hundred percent. Mason was the best of them. Yes, for sure, hundred percent. But yeah, like I, I kind of would like like that would have been an interesting thing if he had like been missing or like maybe intentionally missing all of his shots. Maybe he yeah. he, he d- wasn't really actually in this into this. Uh, when he finally got, maybe, he, maybe this was his first time hunting, he'd been like shooting and some of yeah. that, but this was his first time actually killing something. <laughs> and so maybe he wasn't really into that. Like, he was just <laughs> into like, like the, the hangouts kind of, um, part of like this get together. hmm um, It's like
2: Mark with D&D. He yeah. to play. He's, He's just, oh, Joe <laughs> Peter Duce. yeah, and, and our D&D games. Yeah.
0: He's just there really for the social interaction. He's not actually, he doesn't actually care for the, the, the game itself.
2: Yeah, kind of. Um. I mean, I'm speaking for him, but either way. But to be
0: fair, um, our, any of our Patreon listeners um, have a uh, have an example of that with <laughs> our uh, uh, our Pax Vobis game. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. Because
0: yeah, like yeah, because I'm sure that recording, sh- uh, hear uh, you'd hear me yelling at Mark <laughs> <laughs> as we run, <laughs> as I'm trying to run a game, and he just wants everybody to drink.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway. But yeah.
0: Our friends our friends aside. Our
2: slasher movie victim friends aside. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But yeah, it would be interesting if he didn't I, like I'm wondering what would have happened if there was someone there that caused no harm to nature. That like would have if he would even be seeing this the red sky. No, if he would okay. be seeing these creatures at all, or if he'd just be seeing his friend, and then his friend just Ripped goes and oh, his head gets popped off. <clears throat> I
0: think that he for should no reason. still be able to see it. Yeah. But I think it would be cool if he was basically like blessed or untouched, yeah, untouchable by them because he wasn't doing anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would, that would show the the ones who are getting picked off that like this is why. Yeah, like this the ones he love aren't just
0: ways. like savage monsters. Like like they're a boogeyman, but they're a boogeyman with a moral in that don't fuck up, with, don't fuck the the don't fuck nature because nature will fuck you back. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: she is not a kind
2: mistress. No, not at all. <laughs> But yeah, it's I, more like a praying mantis <laughs> biting your head off. A little bit. Well, yeah, that's the only way I can really think of it being better because the characters that, the, all the other characters, they're all douchey in their own way, so that's okay. they deserve to die. Mason didn't. It would be cool to see an alternative of someone who hasn't been hurting everyone. That being said, the story itself, I enjoyed all the way through. Uh, the the gr- grammatical errors are very minor to the point yeah. that it didn't. I didn't stumble over any. I yeah. did even just, stumble over a But you uh, did get
0: a lot of long-winded. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm agreeing with you there. There's a lot of uh, run-on sentences and everything. But I, I can't give the um, the story shit for being long. Mm-hmm. Because it gives a lot of time to um, explain what they're doing, what these characters are like, so you can get to know them. Yeah, I would rather know way too much than not enough about characters like in some stories. Where it's like, this guy's name's Bill. And he he gets killed by the monster. Right.
0: Moving on, Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paper, yeah, cardboard cutout complete. <laughs>
2: yeah, pretty much. So um, yeah.
0: and, and that happens way too often in, in stories that we read. Um, like the whole like either very shallow characters like arc- like basically stereotypes. Yeah. Or like because these guys have a stereotype in that they are the dude bro jackasses uh, who go out into the woods, um, but they also have a depth to them. Like each again. They're not described physically, but we all get a sen- we all got a sense of their personalities.
2: Yeah, through the mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So. One's a robot beastmaster. Yeah. One is Sorry. a. <laughs> 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 but yes, overall, I, I really enjoy the story, and I I have to fully recommend it. Okay,
0: cool. Well, that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment. Yeah, leave us a comment in the comment section below. this post it, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Tumblr, Tumblr. Um, you can also send us emails at aldentebrickmortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to send us a message on Twitter, um, Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer and Yell is at the Gamer and without the W, because his name's too long. It has it's to too be long. long.
2: It's for the glory of the king.
0: And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes or any other uh, podcasting platform you listen to us on. Uh, help us spread like a virus and let people know and let us know how we're doing because I generally, I occasionally peruse like to see what we if there's any new reviews and ratings and stuff, mm-hmm. and it helps us like gain um, uh, more of a uh, a wrap out there in the internet land.
1: So,
2: mm-hmm. so uh, we do want to know if. We're doing things bad.
0: <laughs> yes, and there's ways, and, and, and ways those, that we can improve. And to those of us that are still listening, after all the tangent things, yes, we know we go on tangents. I'm sorry; it's probably still going to happen, yeah. uh, and we're still going to have to keep the tangent police at bay. And if you'd like to help support the show, you go to Patreon, look up El Dante Rigamortis on Patreon, and select the back tier you you'd like to support us at. We have two dollar, five dollar tier uh, with special episode, extra content, early access, all that stuff. Um, it really does help the show you're helping keep the hosting bills at bay and we very much appreciate that Uh, we'd like to help we'd like to thank our patrons for that because seriously you guys are awesome Um, and you also get access as a patron you also get access to our discord Um, so you can actually talk to us or like suggest things directly to us through the discord because
2: we're generally on there all the time Um, 60% of the time it works all the the time we're on there all the time yes
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh and to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely because seriously without your listenership or your authorship for these stories, we wouldn't have any content for the show or any kind of like feedback for the show. So thank mm-hmm. you. Until next time, I've been your host for View Cultist.
1: I'm Mikey, the East Hands are Evil. And I'm the gamer
0: in yellow. This has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. to hear our horrible voices the ASMR. I
2: don't think they want to hear them at all. Yeah.
0: Apparently a bunch of people from Michigan do. Mm-hmm, that's true. God bless you, Michigan. You are our sub- Southwestern brothers.